2: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
3: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest And I hope you're having a good what it, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon. I'm Steve Peasley, and it's August 25th, 2021. And Labor Day is coming up pretty fast. Uh, next, the, uh, That's the next big holiday. It's back to school. Shopping is happening. Everybody's going back to school, sort of. I mean, uh, you know, they have all these rules on the COVID, so I don't know what's going on. Since I don't have any kids or nieces and nephews that I know that are going back to school anytime soon, I don't know what's going on. Do you? And as you probably know, Labor Day pays tribute to the contributions and achievements of Americans' workers and is traditionally observed on the first Monday in September. It was created by the labor movement in the late 19th century and became a federal holiday in 1894. Labor Day weekend also symbolizes the end of the summer for many Americans and is celebrated by parties. We usually have something going on at my house, barbecue or something. In the meantime, you must not become distracted. It is essential that you maintain your portfolio focus. There has been plenty of market volatility. Even though I noticed that the volatility, we are at an elevated amount of volatility, but the volatility has been coming down. Okay, but we're still like pre-COVID, we're still at twice twice the volatility pre-COVID but it has coming down it is coming down it's calming down and i don't know if that's going to continue or not but i i noted that this morning as i was looking at the volatility index so we still have to keep our focus you know and we will do our best here our mission statement is always the same independent thinking and shared success So we'll do our best to provide you with accurate information complete information as much as we can from the data we have in front of us and the limited time we have We promise to be unbiased. We promise to, you know, be honest in our educational segments, in our stock commentary. That's our promise to you. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me with your finance and investment questions. And when you do, you get to shape the show in the direction you want to go. In fact, you can call and interact with us right now live. Live. We're live streaming 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. If you can't do that, you can always leave a question on our InvestTalk voice bank. The number never changes. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So let's get right to our first listener question. Yes.
0: I was wondering about Sandridge Energy. Wondering if... Do you guys think it's a good time to be buying this? It's in the oil and gas. Thanks a lot. SD is in dog.
3: We happen to own that stock. Uh, We were talking about it today. We bought it a little while back. It's now, uh, it's a pretty small company. It's pretty speculative. Engaged in exploration and production of crude oil and natural gas in Oklahoma and Kansas. It's only a $329 million stock. So we took a shot at it. See, that tells you right there. Remember how I tell you buy stocks and I make money, blah, 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 blah. And we do take chances, with, but not a lot. So this is in one of our managed accounts. I think it's in the dynamic growth account. And we've made a tremendous amount of money on it. So it's at $9.01 today. And we were talking about should we take some profits, and we thought it might go to $12 to $14 before we would either exit or take profits or cut in half whatever. They're going to make a dollar nine this year and eighty cents next year. It's a nine dollar stock, so it tells you it's an eight nine PE. Uh, they didn't make any money last year; they lost money last year, and the year before they lost money. They made money in the years be after, before that, so you know they're not very stable. So this is a sh- this was just you know come on come on from a very low point. We thought that this would rally, and it did. And the problem is. They still have good cash flow. They don't pay a dividend or anything like that. They don't have hardly any debt. Uh, mutual funds are buyers, but slowly. They're, they've already had a pretty darn good run. So it's kind of late to the party here. As I said, I think it'll go from 9 to 12 to $14. It's at 9 now. But, you know, it was the, the odds were much better when it was half that price or a third of that price. And this stock was 80 cents in March of 2020, okay? So I'll tell you how far it's come. Just a little late to the party, I think. Okay? My focus point today concerns a story behind the question, could the stock market be wrong about a growth slowdown and the Delta peak? Do you know... We'll talk about what you watch. Where what do you look for? The, do you look at the stock market or do you look for the bond market? If you're trying to determine what's going to happen going forward, it's very very difficult. Well, this we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about one of the big hedge fund smart guys, the smart money guys, and what he thinks. Okay, um, I'm going to call, talk about. Uh, can you open a bank account for a miner? Can you open up a, pay, a checking account for a miner? And the miner have a checking account. Uh, And I want to talk about what is money. You know, we have cryptocurrency. Is that money? Is gold money? If I had a bar of gold, is that money? What's money? What is money? So I I think we should just kind of explore that a little bit. And the durable goods orders were out for July. Weren't that positive? So we'll we'll talk about those things. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. And, of course, as I said before, you drive the market. The Dow was up 39. The the, uh, Nasdaq was up 22. And the S&P was up 10. So it was a positive day, just not a big positive day. But, hey, I'll take it. positive day is a positive day. We'll take it. My trivia question. Okay, time permitting, which it usually. Uh, it concerns home mortgages. Do you realize there are as many ways to get one? There are. Do you know that there are many ways to get a home mortgage? Talk about that. How did the market do? I told you it was up today. So I think, uh, you know, the market's trying to work its way positive, And I'm thinking that maybe the market's not too worried about this uh, Delta, COVA Delta variant. Do you know there's two other variants of the of COVID coming down the road? Did you know that? I don't think it's ever going to end. There'll be variants all along. I think we're just going to have to learn to live with it. That's it. End of story. Not be fun, but I think that's what's going to happen. We're headed into a brief break, but I'm here on duty and ready to answer your financial investment questions on InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART.
0: Summer's moving fast, and you can't afford to lose focus. So have your finance and investment questions ready and call Steve Peasley now. Invest 888-99-CHART.
1: Hey, this is Aquarius. Thank you for all you guys do. Question, what do you guys think about ABT? Apple, Baker, Thomas, Abbott, Laboratories? Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.
3: ABT... Abbott Laboratories, develop generic pharmaceuticals, diagnostic systems, nutritional supplements, vascular you know, things like that. They've always made money. They're going to make money this year, next year. They're going to grow their money 21% this year, their earnings per share. Next year, the estimate is another 5% or to $4.66 a share. Sales have been pretty spectacular in recent quarters. 40% in the most recent quarter, 35% increase the quarter before that, 29 before that. Before that, it was always below 10%. And, of course, we know why, right? We all know why. Um, so I'm thinking you're uh, late for this one, too. $4.66, this stock has been moving up pretty consistently for some time, and now it's $124, and that's about, that's hitting resistance up there. Okay, so do you want to pay twenty six, twenty seven PE ratio? The range is seventeen to thirty six, and it's kind of you know it's kind of in the middle of the range, so it's not terrible. But it only, I, the only reason I would buy it if it paid a really nice dividend. Well, it doesn't. It only pays one point four percent. I mean, that's okay, but it's not, it's not not strong enough. Strong cash flow, great return on equity, so it's a good solid company. But you want to buy it when it's on sale, when it's on sale, when something happens to drive it down. It's a long-term blue-chip-type stock. I mean, it's $221 billion size. Okay. My focus point today concerns a story about uh, could the stock market be wrong about the growth slowdown and the delta peak? So one analyst believes the stock and bond markets have been delivering opposing messages regarding the strength of the econ- economic recovery. So let me let me let's talk about that. You know, he, he mentioned that there was po- uh, opposing uh, messages, but this is about Jim Paulson. Do you know who Jim Paulson is? He's a he manages a billion dollars. He has a Loofold Group's hedge fund guy. He's a pretty smart fellow. Anyways, he's talking about the bond market seems to be signaling that the economy is going to grow, and on the um, on the on the twelve o'clock noon, invest uh, 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 talk update today that we do we do every Wednesday live from twelve to about twelve thirty. Um, I'm I showed a chart uh, on the, bond, the 10-year bonds, the ten year bonds and how it's recovered, and the, and then the spread between the 10 and 2-year, how they've expanded, and that usually bodes well. Notice I'm talking about bonds. That usually bodes well for stocks when it does that. Also bodes well for the economy, kind of tied in together. And he's kind of saying that. He said the 10-year benchmark yield, the 10-year treasury, is around 1.26%. It got as low as 1.1% which was a little, little bit distressing because it was coming down. Now it bounced back up. So it looks like to him that we're going to have a pretty good pretty good end of the year. Okay? Uh, he also speculates it's possible to have a, uh, a, a a correction, which I believe we should have too. I hope we do have it. I think that would be health restoring. But, you know, he didn't say anything in his article or this article that was that Provocative or unknown, the bond market historically always leads the stock market. The bond market historically suggests that the economy is getting stronger or weaker, depending on which direction the bonds' yields are going. So that's been pretty, a pretty consistent. Again, it's you know like all signals and all economic data points out there that we talk about. No one signal is always infallible. It's very difficult to use them as trading vehicles because it just is, you know. For instance, I can tell you that the bond market always leads the stock market, but it's not like instantaneously. It could be a year later. It could be a week. So how do you how do you trade that? How do you, you know? It's very difficult. So don't get too excited about it, but do realize that that's what is that's what the bond market is saying. But the stock market and the economy look in pretty decent shape going forward. Okay. Okay, when people take the time to leave an Invest podcast review on iTunes, we like to thank them by getting uh, you know by getting to their question right away if we can. And this company this came from uh, Commodity Supercycle. Well, I guess that's how he signed it. I don't know. SBSB, SBSW, I don't know. And here's this question. I know you have a bullish stance on commodities in general, but curious about your thoughts on Sabania Stillwater ticker symbol SBSW. Take a look at SB. SBSW. Okay, I might have to pick this up after the break. We'll pick it up after the break, okay? You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. So naturally, you will have financial and finance and investment questions. So please call. We're taking your calls 888 99 chart.
2: Got a question for Steve or Justin? Just kind of wondering if this stock is a value trap. Now is a good time to call
4: Invest Talk. Uh, I think there's likely a pullback here.
2: 888 99 Chart.
0: You are listening to Invest Talk every Friday on the program and the podcast. Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888
3: 99 Chart. So there was a call, uh, a question about Sabanya Stillwater ADR out of South Africa. Uh, in response to, um, he asked the question because he rated us on. Uh, 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 the apple store and we appreciate that uh south it's a south african engaged a south african company engaged in exploration and extraction of gold in south africa and he mentioned in his question that he realizes that the biggest race is probably political and that's that is true now south africa they have known to have lots of strikes in their minds and government has taken over some of them in the past So that's why the stock is so inexpensive. Now, it's also very erratic in its earnings. What that means is, you know, the stock jumps around. So they're going to make $3.29 next year. They made $4.66. They're going to make that this year. Last year, they made $285 a share. The year before, they lost $11 a share. That's why the stock is only $15.81, even though they're going to make $4.66 $4.66 this year and three twenty-nine next year makes it really, really cheap. But it's super high risk. The P.E. ratio goes from 1 to 67. So I wouldn't buy it because it looks like it's topped and it's going to roll over to me. And it looks like it is rolling over. So I wouldn't do it because I don't like the, how unpredictable it is. It's not predictable enough for me. Okay, uh, 888-99-CHART, eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. the symbol on that stock with SBSW, by the way. So I'm just, it's just not for me, just not. Certain things are just not for me, and I don't like them, and I don't like this stock. Okay, can you open a bank account for a minor, a checking account? The answer is yes. Below 18 years old, it will be called a minor account, M-I-N-E-R, minor account, and he can, you can, that, that kid can open an account. A child can open an account, but he has to be older than 10. So 10 to 18. Okay, any below, anybody below 10 that open wants to open a checking account, that has to be a joint account with you and the parents. Okay, so yeah, the kids can open a checking account. It's a great way to teach them how to control their spending, you know, how, to, how they have to manage their money as they get older, if, you know, for instance, you give them, you know, allowance or they're working for babysitting or something, they can control their spending this way. Right, and you can teach them how to budget their spending. So I, I think that is something, you know, I know most of my nieces and nephews never did, <laughs> but I do think it's a good lesson to, to be taught. And they aren't going to teach it in the schools. That's not happening. It's never going to come out in the schools it has to be done by you, the parent, or if, if at all. Okay, let's go back to the Vestock voice bank for another question from California. Hi, Stephen Justin.
1: My name is Kevin, calling from La Presenta, California. Called a couple times, and you've always been very helpful. I have a question regarding Costco stock. I recently heard Justin talking about it, saying that the stock is currently at about $450, and he thought. The fair value would be closer to $350. Currently, I have about 85 shares of Costco stock and feeling that it is on the high range of its value. I'm wondering if it would be a good strategy in an IRA to sell those 85 shares and then sell a cash secured put at say $380 and do that monthly until the value comes down and I eventually get assigned. But in the meantime, collect the premium on the options. Look forward to listening to your answer. Thank
3: well, that's not a bad strategy. Um, uh, um, we we actually have an option strategy, and that's what he's talking about, an option strategy about one particular stock, Costco. Costco is a great company. Don't don't interpret it from Justin as saying that the company's bad. He's not. It just says it's expensive. It's $451 stock, going to make $11.65 next year. You know, that's really high for a grocery chain, right? I mean – you know, forty PE—that that's pretty darn high. So, good, uh, great, twenty-six percent return on equity. Everything is great with the company. No? There's nothing wrong with this company. Um, but yeah, you could do that. But try to remember: just because we think it's worth X dollars, like a hundred dollars less than a trade net, doesn't mean it's going to go there. We think that's the value. But someone can you know, investors can continue to overvalue cost for the next ten years. We don't know. They've been doing it with Tesla forever. Years and years and years. It's overvalued. You know, I can't hope that it's overvalued. It's just what it is. And people say, no, it's not, you know, it's growing real fast or whatever. Still, based on its next year's earnings and probably the next five years' earnings, it's pretty much overvalued you know if you if you relate that to the stock market itself in general or that particular sector in general it's overvalued because that's not how they trade that's not how it normally is so just letting you know i don't have a problem with the strategy but don't necessarily guarantee that it will go down 100 points may not okay uh with home supply tight people who have uh, who find a tempting home opportunity will probably need to get a mortgage, right? Everybody needs one. Well, not everybody, yet. most people. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. If you're thinking of purchasing a home, you probably started shopping for a mortgage. So can you name several ways to obtain a home mortgage? After break, I will supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open. I would love for you to call and, and ask your questions. 888-99-CHART.
4: Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at hackerone.com. That's H A C K E R O N E.com. HackerOne.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get
0: in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So, you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call
2: clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The stock market is volatile, it's
0: constantly changing. So, how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz.
3: Okay, before the break, I gave you a trivia question. If you're thinking of purchasing a home, you probably started shopping for a mortgage. So can you name the the several ways to obtain it, the several places that you can obtain a home mortgage? There are multiple ways to obtain a mortgage. But the most direct route is via a lending institution or a bank, right? So you go to your bank. That's number one. That's easy. They, you call them up. They'll, they'll do a quick uh, analysis of your financial situation, and they'll tell you pretty fast whether you qualify and for how much. But you can also go to a credit union. They're known for their lower fees. Credit unions are now pretty active in the home long-term first and second mortgage loan business, residential properties. They usually offer special programs to first-time buyers. It can even help those people with credit problems. So that's another one. You can go to a lending agency. These are companies like Homebridge Financial Services or Skyline Home Loans. They're lending agencies don't sell any products other than mortgages and typically offer a wide array of home loan options. Most have pretty rigid loan programs and higher requirements. And then you can just go to a mortgage broker who allegedly shops for the best mortgage he can find for you. Why do I say allegedly? Because many of these mortgage brokers have relationships with lending institutions or savings and loans or banks or credit unions, and they steer their loans to them. It's not uncommon. So not necessarily they're shopping for the best. They, they do, but they, there may, may be limited choices that they can go to. Okay, so don't think they're always, you know, the best. Murdoch Capital Acquisition Corporation, um, you know, they're out there. There's a bunch of them. Uh, Topps Company, you know, anyways, there's there's different ones out there that you could go to. So that's how you can do that. Um, I have gotten several mortgages in my career, and I, I, I can't tell you which is the best or the easiest, Uh, I think going to a broker is probably the easiest, uh, the best way to do it. But, you know, if you have a really good relationship with your bank, that might be better. Depends. All depends. You want to get the cheapest rate, the best rate you can get, okay? Then hopefully your credit score is pretty high. We would love to have your thoughts. What do you think? Are you guys having trouble getting a mortgage? Uh, Give me a call. I'd like to hear it. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. Jay from Fort Lauderdale, would love your thoughts on Murdoch Capital Acquisition Corp., uh, MUDS. I um, I don't want to read the rest of this. Uh, currently trading down to $10. What, what does their future look like? Well, that's easy. M-U-D-S is the symbol, M-U-D-S. Uh, it's a three hundred eleven million dollar company, so it's really small, and also it's brand new. I mean, March of two thousand twenty-one IPO. So it, 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 there's so little. It, there's none. It's trading for nine dollars and eighty-five cents. I can tell you that management owns one percent of it. I can tell you that. You know, uh, it's going to lose a penny a share in 2020, or it did lose a penny a share in 2020. I don't have anything else. It's too new. I don't have any information on this. You know, it's a blank check company formed to acquire, merge with one or more first a post-restructured and distressed property. You don't buy these things. Okay, never buy these things. They don't have a business. There's no business yet, these blank check companies. They said, well, this is what we're going to do. Isn't that a great idea? That's it. It's a story. You're buying a story. It could be a total lie. It could be great, but you don't know. So why are you even thinking about buying it? Do not buy stuff like that. It makes no sense from from an investment point of view. You You know who buys these things? People that know what's going on behind the scenes, not you and me. We don't know. Okay, so stay away from it. Uh, one more iTunes review question. Spencer from Athens, Georgia. I have a question about the sticker COG, COG, and bullish on the natural gas space. Didn't I do this yesterday, COG? I think I did do Cabot Oil and Gas Corporation. Sounds very familiar to me. Engaged in exploration and production of oil and gas in Pennsylvania, South Texas, and the Texas Panhandle. We're going to make $2.16 next year, $1.73 this year. It's a $15 stock. Uh, so it's a pretty decent value um, as far as that is concerned. Growth is very sporadic. It's been shrinking. A year ago, it was shrinking in the teens, sales growth every quarter. Uh, this most recent quarter, it shrank 2%. quarter before that, it grew 19%. So it should be cheap because there's not consistency there. Not consistency. Don't have a lot of debt. They have some. Return on equity is 10%, not that great. And the stock price has been consistently down. Okay? Uh, it was up today, 2%. But I don't know. It's not for me. I don't care for it. It's too small. Uh, Well, it's not that small. It's a $6 billion company. So it's not that small. It's mid-cap size. But it's just too erratic for me. I don't think you should buy it. Let's pivot back to the InvestTalk Voice Bank for a question that came in earlier from Texas.
1: Hi, this is Daniel from Houston calling. A question for you about stock ticker MCY, that's Mercury General Insurance. Just wanted your long-term view on, on this stock. I uh, appreciate your feedback. Thanks. Bye.
3: This is a pretty solid insurance company, Mercury General Corporation, and offers automotive insurance, including private passenger, or commercial auto coverage in, in California and 11 other states. They've made money pretty consistently. They made a lot of money, $5.54 in 2020, probably because they had very little accidents. Think about that. So they collect premium even though you're not driving your car. Remember, COVID's not, but no one's driving to work. No one's driving anywhere. But you're still paying a premium on your car. So they can make a lot of profit because they didn't have to pay out a lot of premium. So this year, they're going to only make $3.82. Next year, $3.35. So... That COVID spike in premium and no losses is over. They pay a 4.3% dividend, which is very nice and is pretty sustainable. It's a $58, almost $59 stock. So it's fairly priced. It's not cheap, not expensive. Uh, management owns 36%, and mutual funds hold 39%. So, you know, they're focused. And sales growth has been growing, been kind of erratic, but it's still growing. Uh, so it's a good solid company, and it's peaked, and now it's pulling down. Where should be? Where, where would be a good entry point? Well, fifty-seven dollars seems to be pretty strong support, and it's at fifty-eight ninety-nine. So we'll see if it holds that. Um, yeah, it's okay. M C Y Mercury General Corporation. Okay. Had to sneeze there. Sorry about that, um, Let's talk about quickly, if we can. What is money? Well, what's the definition of money? You know, it's an economic unit. Let's call it that. It's an economic unit that functions as a generally recognized medium of exchange. So, using that definition, what's money? Well, we know dollars are. That's a generally accepted medium exchange. Gold is. How about cryptocurrency? Well, it's becoming more and more and more generally accepted, isn't it? And recognized, right? See, so when people ask me, well, should I buy cryptocurrencies? I say, well, it hasn't been around long enough to know what is generally accepted value is. How do we value it? Now gold is a whole different story. It's we know it's been around for thousands of years and we it, it trades at a certain amount of uh, uh, it's very stable. We know the value of it goes up in inflationary times and wars. We know it's got a history. Cryptocurrencies don't have that history. The dollar has a history. The Japanese yen has a history. Even the euro, which its history is not nearly as long as other currencies. But it has a history. So, so, a currency could be anything. Okay, it could be any, it could be seashells. It could be anything, anything you want. Okay, this so is it. It's just a medium and exchange, and everybody agrees on its value. So you know we're so we're so I don't know. We're so stuck in our thinking about American dollars and what they can buy and sell that we really don't think of currencies. I mean, think about it. When you pull out a dollar bill, what's that? It's just a piece of paper with a one on it. No different than a piece of paper with a one, zero, zero, hundred, other than what we accept it as. Well, that's a $100, and this is only a dollar. Still a piece of paper. See, so it just represents a certain A certain value. Kind of interesting when you start getting talking about currencies and you you discover that oh, really it's just there's not much to it is it <laughs> I mean it's just what people think that's it that's it that's just like inflation you know inflation gets worse everybody thinks inflation is going to get worse if they don't think inflation is a problem it doesn't get worse it's not a problem <laughs> it's self fulfilling prophecy. Anyway, it's always interesting things okay I do take a couple minutes out to talk about KPP financial usually during the hour sometime we're in Irvine California between LA and orange and San Diego counties we're in Orange County Irvine is in Orange County uh, here on a talk, KP and KPP financial we operate with a number of philosophies but one is independent thinking shared success we we try to implement what we call Parallel investing, we don't try, we do implement parallel investing. Meaning I have this, I own the same things as in my portfolios as I as we own for their clients. We buy the same thing, same percentage, same time. So we're all on the same page. I like that. I think, frankly, if you want to know the truth, I think all money managers, all registered investment advisors should be doing that. Should. That's what I think. Uh, So we we would love to take a look at your portfolio and give give you our opinion. If you want to be aggressive or if you want to be conservative, how, how do you know that your portfolio is aggressive or is conservative? And do you know how aggressive and how conservative it really is? We can help you with that. We'll find out what you want and tell you if your portfolio matches. Of course, we would like to manage your money for you, but we don't have to. We want to help you. We like helping people. We're going to help you if you want it. It's up to you. Okay, so, so just go to com. send us an email. You know, send, you know, there's many ways to get a hold of us. 888-99-CHARTERS is our number. Next up, a voice bank question that came in earlier from a listener in Memphis, Tennessee. So let's play it now.
1: Hi, this is Jason from Memphis. I have a question regarding the payment of dividends. I know that if a company pays a $1 dividend, their stock will drop $1 on the opening day. Now, I'm just wondering how the mechanics of that works. Do the exchanges reduce their share price by a dollar? That's my question. Thank you, guys, for all you do. Bye.
3: Well, you are exactly correct. So let's say the stock closes today at $20 a share, even. Let's call it even. And today is the ex-dividend date date. And the dividend is a buck a share. Tomorrow morning, that stock will open up at $19 a share. The, the exchange made it $19 a share. Now, the very first trade might push it up to nineteen seventy-five dollars or $21. You know, the very first trade that it makes, it's going to be different, but it will open exactly what the dividend amount was paid overnight down. It would that's why you can't, like, well, I'll buy this stock just before it pays a dividend, and I'll sell it today, and then I'll make, you know, I'll make the dividend. No, no, because the stock will, will go down to the exact amount of the dividend that's paid on the ex-dividend date, okay? But, yeah, you hit it right on the head how they do that, okay? eight 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 ninety nine chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? I'll talk about anything financial. You You tell me where you want to go. We'll go there. Okay, uh, if we can go pretty fast, I'll try to. Let's go ahead to get another caller in. Hey, guys, this is Luke from New York. Thanks for everything you guys do, as always.
1: My question is on ESI element solutions for a long-term hold. If now is a good time to buy, I think everything looks pretty good from the fundamental and technical perspective. Uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on uh, buying position for long-term hold. Thank you.
3: Okay, this is Element Solutions. It's a chemical specialty company. It's a $5.7 billion company, so it's a mid-cap. It's made money forever and will continue to make money next year. It's going to make $1. fifty-three. It's a $23 stock. So that puts it, what, at 18 PE or so, which is a reasonable price. Um, and it's a commodity play. There, sales went up 52% in the most recent quarter. Before that was 22%, before that was 18 before that was 3 so the commodities are the commodity space. And uh, did I mention it? Oh, is, I put it. I think I put it in the newsletter. No, I mentioned on the air yesterday, I think that the there's like three sectors where values really went up because of earnings for these sectors really went up. But The stock price, you know, did didn't go up as much. Now, this stock has gone up, but you know, the value is still very good in the commodity sector. It's improving, matter of fact, because the earnings are going up in that commodity sector. So I kind of like it. Um, I wait for a pullback. looks like it's going sideways. I don't know. We'll see. See how that works out. This is Invest.com. Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART.
1: And the question is during the market downturn, do dividends stay fairly steady, at least for blue chip companies, as compared to share prices? Or should I
2: expect some fluctuation in the uh, dividend stream that I'm hoping to get? Got a question for Steve or Justin? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk.
0: Your objective is to work hard plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck, because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART.
1: Hello, Justin and Steve. I've uh, been listening for a couple of years now and really appreciate your education for the investors that you offer. Uh, I had a question about a stock, TDOC, Teladoc, I've noticed that it's uh, been having some yearly lows recently and I was just wondering if it's a good time to get into the stock, especially with the COVID restrictions likely to continue through the fall and winter. I was wondering if that would be a good time to get into it. I don't own it right now, but I noticed it's at a, a low in the 140 or $100 range and it has been to a high of over $300 in the past year or so. I just wondered what your thoughts were on it. The financials don't really look that good on it, but I wonder what you thought. Thank you very much. I appreciate listening to your answer on the upcoming podcast.
3: Thank you. Yeah, they've lost money every year since 2014, and they're going to lose $3.37 a share this year and $1.45 $1. a share next year. The good part is their sales growth is pretty strong. The last four quarters are over 100%, okay, 100 to 150% or so. So this is Teladoc, everybody, T-D-O-C. Now, this is where it provides on-demand telephone, healthcare services online. I've used it myself during COVID because they wouldn't let you go into the office to see the doctor. So the question is, you know, it did get up to about $300 a share. Now it's $144. And, but it's not cheap. That's They don't make any money. So not making any money means, you know, you're taking a big chance. Think about those people that bought it near two, three hundred dollars a share and they're now at 144. So it's a speculative stock. It's a $23 billion company, <laughs> $23 billion, based on the telephone medicine is gonna continue to be strong. And I don't doubt, you know what? I think it probably will. But with $3 a share, negative cash flow, I can't buy this stock. I just can't. You might want to, you could take a shot at it, but knowing that it's really, really speculative, is there, is there support at this price? There kind of is. Between $130 and $140 is a pretty strong support area. Been there for two, three months, going all the way back to like late April, early May, and that's where it's been trading in that range, up and down, up and down in that range. So it could be on a on a, Trading basis, that might be good. But on fundamental basis, no. Looks pretty bad. Okay, it really does. So I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't be my cup of tea. Okay, durable goods orders for July came out. They shrank one-tenth of 1%. The month before for June, they were up eight-tenths of 1%. Now, we've had numbers softening. Uh, The PMI numbers, manufacturing and service sectors for PMI, They're still positive and still growth in the economy, but not as much. And it might be because the COVID variant is having an impact. Okay, so, and what's interesting, though, at the same time that these numbers are weak, if you take out the auto section, they're up seven-tenths of percent durable goods. If you exclude defense spending, it was up 1.2%. So auto sales and defense kind of went down, and they dragged it. Now, if you exclude those things and talk about unfulfilled orders, unfulfilled orders for manufacturers up for the six up for the sixth month in a row, three tenths of percent. Okay, and it was up eight tenths in June. So unfulfilled orders. So you can tell the economy is still strong, it's still fine, and looks like we're having a little softness. And the softness might be because of COVID, and that might be, according to the bond market, they're not worried about COVID getting worse. They think the market's going to get better and the is going to get better. So just, I'm just reporting in the news, everybody. I, I try not to interpret it too much because it's so easy to interpret it incorrectly. As I've said and, and very often, experts are often wrong. Almost always wrong. Experts. So you got to be real careful what pieces of information you're given and then uh, blow it up into, well, that must be the truth. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I see Peasley, and this completes another Invest program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening. We do appreciate it every day that you tune in. We would like you to tell your family and friends. If you could spread the word, we would love that too. The downloads are free. We have, you know, we have over thirty-four million of them, so we're pretty happy about it. Okay, you can get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and then at InvestTalk.com. And we would love you to review us and give us your opinion on the show. We really would like that. It, it helps listeners. It helps us in many different ways, so we appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Oh, and you can browse by podcast topics if you want to, or 1Ks, cryptocurrency. Treasury yield? Anyway, any topic. Independent thinking, share success. This is the best talk. Good night, everybody.
2: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities.